you so much, Ray, uh, for taking the time out today to do this interview with Respect Magazine. I greatly appreciate it. Um, first, I want to start off by asking you, how's everything going on your end? Like, how's life for you? Um, life has been um, very interesting, to say the least. Um, you know, a lot of lots of music being made, lots of really cool projects. And then, you know, um, you know, I lost two brothers in, in the oh, past wow. Sorry, in the past four weeks, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, but you know, other than that, music has been music has been my saving grace, you know what I mean? It's been my equalizer. But um yeah, it's been really great. I'm I'm you know you know, officially working on a tonight show with the Roots. I've been mm-hmm. working with the Roots for, you know, since 2008. So I'm, you know, I'm on a tonight show. I'm subbing on SNL, you know. Um, so I'm pretty much at 30 Rock all the time, needless to say. And um, mm-hmm. I have my Monday night events, Producer Mondays, which has been really amazing. It's, it's a safe space for creatives to come together and and really share ideas so it's really it's a really nice community of artists not just not from one particular genre but like artists from all sorts of genre has has been yeah yeah it's been really really awesome and and the pandemic birthed me releasing music as an artist you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so that's that's been really crazy so i i started this project at the start of the at like the summer of 2021, I believe. Yeah, summer of 2021, I started this project with, um, uh, oh no, not, this is 2020. It was 2020, yeah. When the pandemic hit, you know, George Floyd passed away. Um, that's when I really started creating music again because I was like, wait a minute, I gotta, I gotta do my part to help out this, you know, help the situation and give a voice to uh, creatives that wanna, you know, help change the situation um so i so i started this project with a friend of mine who who brought that project to me it's called public domain and basically the idea is you have songs that are in public domain that um that have uh become public domain basically songs in the early 1900s like they're now in public domain so that means that any song that was written then is basically anyone can use it. You can like, you can sample it. You can like do anything you want with it, basically. Um, so we, uh, my part, my writing partner, creative partner, Catherine McMahon, she brought the idea to me. Um, and we basically took songs that were in public domain and we recontextualized them to all the social, all the uh, things that are happening in, in the world today because, you know, the pandemic, you know, our whole lives change, you know what I mean? And everything's mm-hmm. kind of in an upheaval, up, you know, uproar. So so we both wanted to do our part, like I said before. So we created this project called Public Domain. And I've been working in the music industry for, you know, for many years. You know, I've, you know, worked closely with Lauren Hill, um, Queen Latifah, Josh Stone. You know, I work with The Roots and... Um, you know, and I do a lot of film scoring and, you know, uh, you know, a lot of stuff with television as a work as a composer. So I'm pretty much in it. When you talk about music, I'm like, 
you know, they call me Mr. Goldfinger, which is kind of like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's kind of like yeah. James Bond. I'm like, I'm like the James Bond of music. You know what I mean? Like the, Got it. Yeah. Brother, the brother that's like, I'm playing classical music and then I'm playing jazz <laughs> and then I'm playing hip hop. You know what I'm saying? And then I'm, right. then I'm on stage with Busta Rhymes and with Nas, you know what I mean? And, and, um, and it's really great. I always, you know, I grew up um, going to performing art school and I just loved, you know, I just love performing, you know what I mean? But I also yeah. just love different styles of music and I just love people, all sorts of people. So um, when Catherine brought this idea to me and I was like, you know, you have, I have all these years of experience working with so many different types of artists and then me putting love back into myself and, you know, creating music for myself and also using that gift that God gave me to connect with other people. So that's pretty much where, I'm, where I am right now. I'm just connecting with people. And and uh, public with public domain, I was able to connect with artists who I adore, like Liv Warfield, who who is um, who was, um, you know, she sang with Prince. She was in Prince's band, like Prince mm -hmm. loved her. Like he sought her out. You know what I mean? <laughs> And, you know, and so people like that. And of course, the roots, you know, those are my guys, Quest Love. You know, I've done so many amazing things with him. We actually, we actually worked on the Oscars last year together. You know what I mean? So the music for the Oscars. So, you know, we've done that. We've so many films, so many TV shows. And, um, and then of course, the roots, I produce all the roots albums starting in 28, you know, I had a song, you know, something to do with all the albums since since I've yeah, started. I, I was going to get into asking you, um, you your first gig um, as 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 an on a major label as an artist as a recording artist was with the Roots. Um, I just wanted to know when that opportunity came about, like, what was your reaction to that? You know. It was it was pretty wild because um, I'll give you the short and not so long answer. But okay, so I went to I went to Howard University. So I'm from Miami, Florida. You know, I grew up in the church. You know, you know, black kid in my hood practicing classical music. That's that was basically me. You know what I mean? I was like playing classical music. Like Dave Chappelle made a joke about that. You know, one time I was mm -hmm. with him at his, uh, uh, you know, he was, um, he does these things called um, the jug joints at, in Ohio. And one time I was playing and then I ended up, he was like, yo, keep that going. He, and it was like some classical stuff. <laughs> I was playing. And then he was like, you hear that? That motherfucker's been practicing. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you know, that's what it's, you know what I mean? So I don't, yeah. I'm paraphrasing what he said, but anyway, but that was me growing up. I was the kid, the nerdy kid, like, playing classical music, wanting to, to learn how to play by ear. You know what I mean? But I, I learned how to, you know, how to read music early on. And I think um, going, having attended Howard and gotten my master's degree from Howard. And, you know, when you're a college student, you know what I mean? You want to get put on, you know, because it's mm -hmm. like you're in school. You're like, man, I don't want to be in school. I want to I want to work, you know. But I was able to get a taste of the road early on when I was working with, I dropped out of school to work with this band called Shy. Sorry, I'm going so fast, but I just got- Oh, it's fine. Um, I worked with this band called Shy and I dropped out of school, got a taste of the road. And then I went back to school because what I found out is I found out, I found that, okay, performing 
is always going to be there. There's going to always be a gig. You know what I mean? But the thing that you you want to hold on to is that education. Like you can't pay for that. You know what I mean? Just learning, sitting with a master, sitting with someone that is as better at something than you are and learning from them and taking that time to add that to what you already do. So that was me during college. And so when I moved to New York, it was sort of like, oh my God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to work, you know, and just you know, fighting through the, you know, self-doubt and all of that. When I got the gig with The Roots, it was sort of like, I was, I couldn't believe it. Cause I was like, wait a minute, this is, this is wild. You know what I mean? Because yeah. I, I had um, spent so many years listening to D'Angelo, listening to Common, like all through college, all through college, I was listening to The Roots and I was listening to all these different bands that I loved, you know, Diddy and, and Nas and all, you know, Tribe Called Quest and, and you know, and so many different artists, Guru. And, um, and so when I got the gig, it was sort of like, wow. And then it sort of made sense because when I got with The Roots, because The Roots are who they are, they, you know, The Roots, you know, we'll do, we did a show um in the park where we did we played um um the wizard of oz live in the park you know what i mean and so <laughs> working with the roots i was able to like get into my classical bag and like you know what i mean and use that those skills on that gig or if i do something you know with them at the lincoln center and we're playing with sting or whatever and it's sort of like a jazz thing then i get to pull out of that bag you know so with the roots right. i pretty much get to use all the things that I love about music because I love so many different styles and they work with so many different types of artists, you know, and also being on the show, you just have to be versatile. You know what I mean? You just have to be very versatile and open. And so because of my openness, man, I was just floored when I got the gig with the roots. It was just perfect. And then their manager at the time, whose name was Richard Nichols, God, God uh, bless the dead, who was like a mentor to me, you know, Richard Nichols was like the, he was like the mastermind behind the roots, like everything that they're doing now, like he, you know, him and Black Thought and Amir, they had this dream. And so now their dream has been realized because now they, you know, you talk about grassroots, these guys have been consistent, you know what I mean? And so just being close to an organization that, that have had boots to the ground and been really, um, you know, consistent with their branding. You know what I mean? It's just been really great. Hope I answered that question. Yeah, you definitely did. Amazing answer. I want to ask you, your musical inspirations growing up, who were some of the people that inspired you to uh, get into music and uh, just do music you know, or maybe love music? <laughs> well, the, the, the 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 short and easiest answer is my father okay <laughs> my father was my 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 father was my hero he was my biggest my you know he was my champion you know what i mean and he he saw something in me that i didn't see and and he from early on he he was a he was a singer but my father was also an educator he was an educator at first but singing became something that he ended up loving you know but he was really good at it i mean he would sing at a church and wear the church out he was like that kind of you know what i mean kind of you know you know how kanye 
gives like a hundred and two thousand percent. Hello. Yes, I'm here. Okay, I mentioned Kanye. You got you got quiet. Like wait a minute. <laughs> um. Yeah. So so my dad was like really like man give it whatever you do something give it your all like it's your last time so that's been the vibe that my dad instilled in me and so growing up you know i i love like i love gospel music growing up and also love classical music you know what i mean so i think you know you know growing up with like you know from miami so i you know i was into trick you know two live crew and <laughs> you know what i mean and i was also but i was also into like um, Wynton Marsalis and Branford Marsalis and McCoy Tyner, like these, I went to the school called New World School of the Arts. So I was always connected with the arts and I was al always connected with really um, great mentors in the jazz world, you know what I mean? And so growing up, I just love, I just loved, um, uh, you know, Wynton Marsalis and Stevie Wonder and, you know, and um, Thomas Whitfield and, um, you know, uh, Teddy Riley, I, I mean, I love Teddy Riley and like, you know, and you talk about like um, a baby face and I mean, there's so many different, so many different people that I was really, that I really admired, you know, um, when I first got, fell in love with music. So you have Producer Mondays. I just want to ask you, how did the idea for Producer Mondays come about? It's really amazing to be able to merge, um, you know, your spiritual side and also musical. Uh, could you tell us a bit about how exactly Producer Mondays came about? So early on, when I was, um, when I first moved to New York, I got on the, um, I, I got, uh, involved in the in the hip-hop this was early on when hip-hop and jazz first started coming together because when you talk about the early 90s that was like cats were were uh jazz police officers you know what i mean like it was only jazz like you know you know jazz musicians really looked down on hip-hop because they thought it was like you know some yeah ignorant, ignorant you know what i mean uh-huh non-musical but then when i moved to new york I mean, I always loved hip hop. I mean, I went to Howard. So, you know what I mean? The homecomings yeah. were crazy. Like Diddy, Tupac. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's crazy. I almost played with Tupac. Anyway, that's a whole other story. <laughs> but um, but I think um, when I first moved to New York, I was on the hip hop jazz scene. And, you know, cats like rock. I was playing with this. Um, I was playing with this group called The Real Life Show. And The Real Life Show was basically this hip hop band uh, comprised of two MCs stimulus and malik who were fire you know and and then we had a bunch of like all-star jazz musicians we had greg mm -hmm. hutchinson you know anyway it was just an all like the best jazz musicians so anyway i got caught i got pulled into this world and and so we used to play this stuff called new blue so years later um the club owner was like man you know I really want you to come and do a jam session, you know? And and I was kind of like, I don't want to do that. Like this dude was chasing me for like three years, asking me yeah. to do And I was like, nah, man, I'm not doing no fucking jam, jam session. Like, you know, cause I already don't like jam sessions because, you know, it's sort of like a place for musicians to sort of like, you know what I mean? Like just, just let, you know, 
you know, uh, as selfish as a person can be, that's what jam sessions are. So I wanted to, um, so when the club owner came to me and I was like, man, thinking about it. And I was like, you know, I was actually thinking about it. And I was like, and I had just, I was, a, in, I was in the process of recording my first album which is um, Ray Angry One. So in the process of recording this album, I was, I was just thinking like, man, if I do a jam session, it's gotta be something that's gonna involve production. It's gotta be something that's gonna involve producers because during the time I was just in a studio, like I, I live in a studio, you know what I mean? And so I was like, let me make something that's fun. So at the time I was working with The Roots and we were in the studio, like we're working on The Roots album. We were in the studio for like, we had the studio blocked out for a month. We were at uh, Electric Lady. So imagine we're in the studio every day making bangers, like mm -hmm. all day, like me and the Sastro Elliot. We made, we must have made at least a hundred easy, a hundred tracks, wow. easy, easy. <laughs> you know what I mean? And this is for the Roots mm -hmm. album, you know, which is, I don't know when it's coming out, but um, so that sparked the idea of producer Mondays because I was producing with my man Stro Elliott, and I was like, "Yo, Stro, you should come down. I got this idea, man. This producer Monday, you should come rock with me." He was like, "Cool." And it would be me and him. And what we were doing at, at Electric Lady for the Roots album, we did at we did at New Blue. So New Blue has this new club, um, called New Blue One Five One, which is a beautiful club. The the music is in the center of the stage. So now imagine you have music people all around the music, you know, all around the musicians. So you got horn players and people standing next to the horn players. So it's a very immersive kind of experience. You know what I mean? And so, um, so when I started the first one, the first producer Mondays, it was kind of slow and people were kind of like, what is this? And then it just, I stopped doing it because I went on tour with The Roots and I came back and people kept asking me to do it again. And so I did it again and then it just took off. So this is like the summer, this is like September of 2018 is when I started producing Mondays. I mean, I have flyers going back to the first time we started it, you know what I mean? And so it's been something that I really feel strongly about that could be an incredible TV series. I just feel like it's, it's a thing I mean, people have jam sessions, but the way that I'm doing it is totally different and totally non-narcissistic kind of approach to, to playing music is the best way I can describe it because you have art, you have some young artists coming through, man, that just, you know what I mean? They straight out of high school or they're from Berkeley and they're getting out of college. They come through and we vibe and we play and the way I have people play is all original. Nobody can... Kim, no cover songs. It's, and I treat it like we're in the studio. So once we're in the studio, you, it's like, you hit record, let's go. Ain't no talking, boom, boom, boom. You know what I mean? And so that's, um, and that's pretty much how I do it. And, and that's how it started. It was started with my man, Stro Elliott. And then it morphed into me, um, cause it's like every week I would get a new band member. So the first week I had a drummer you know, and, and then I was like, okay, bro, like this, and then people just kept rocking with me. So I had Anwar on drums, who's an amazing drummer. Um, and, and think about everybody in the band, everyone's versatile. And I think that's the thing that makes producer money different 
from any other jam session is, is that all the musicians are open musically. So there's no limitation. So it's like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, if you go to France, you know what I mean? You can still order food and you, you still eat. You know what I'm saying? And so there's no, there's no limitation on, on how we communicate with each other. And so we have like rock artists, country, it's whatever, let's go. You know what I mean? And so yeah. the, the, my man on bass is Lex Sandler. He's incredible. Um, he's also a graphic designer. The guy is just—he's like Tony Stark's. Like it's real. Like my band is—it's like, literally like the Avengers. Like it's literally like everybody in the band is incredible. Jeff Andy—he's an incredible artist. He plays guitar. He sings. He has a band called Saint Abraham. Like mm -hmm. the dude is—is—he's a crazy, crazy guy. And um, and then the, our DJ is Free Speech. He's an incredible, incredible DJ. You know what I mean. And um, and then our um, and then I have another friend who I went to college with. His name is Ben, and he's playing guitar. And then um, our lead uh, singer, her name is Camilla, and she is to me one of she's a young bright star and i and i definitely feel that you know when the world catches wind of what we're doing they're gonna really embrace all of these people that are that i'm working with and uh and camilla and i had the pleasure of um writing a song uh well rearranging sometimes it snows in april by prince for the film swan song that um apple release so um which is you know that was amazing um and that was an amazing opportunity and um you know and uh, and that's pretty much that's pretty much how that how that came about you know yeah that's amazing yeah and um well, yep well if you were finished i can i can go with the next question but if you're not we can continue no go ahead because yeah okay great all right so I want to ask you this one. So you've worked with a slew of artists and amazing, um, you know, groups. It's just like the roots, but your dream collaboration, someone that you haven't got a chance to work with, um, who would you like to work with um, in music before it's all said and done? Um, okay, so can I give you my top four? Yeah, you can go ahead. Okay, so... <laughs> At the okay, so I'm pretty sure there's people that I'm gonna miss on this one, but this is really important yeah. to me. Um, the number one person that I want to work with is Bjork. Okay. I just she's dope. I'm creative, you know, and I love how she just how she you know how she's handled her career over the years, how she creates her albums and how she moves. She deals with technology, you know what I mean. She's mm -hmm. always cutting edge. I love that. And then I would say, I would, man, you know, you know, um, I would really, really love to work with uh, um, uh, Kanye. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I really, I, I, you know, and, you know, the funny thing is I met him. I met him in November at the wedding of Bernard Arnault. And we had a, like, when I met the guy, we had an amazing, amazing conversation. Yeah. Like people kept interrupting us and, you know, you know what I mean? And do like, he would walk away and he would come right back. Yeah, man. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Cool. Oh, wow. Like, yeah. I'm like, yo, this is crazy. And I knew I was going to meet him. 
So anyway, he's somebody I definitely want to connect with, but I want, mm-hmm. I mean, let me be very specific when I say this. I want to make albums with these people. You know what I mean? Like, gotcha. I'm talking about making records, producing records together, not like, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. produced by, you know, so those, those two people. And I mean, there's so many, Drake, I love Future, you know, um, <laughs> you know, it's just, just for the, just, like it sounds funny, but like I just I just like these I just like these guys, man. I just think yeah. they're I think they're dope, you know, and I like the mm-hmm. music. And I like I like the, you know, yeah. Anyway, um, I like that. <laughs> and then and then also, you know, there's people I would love to work with, like Rhapsody. I would love to yeah. work with her. She's fire. I would love to work with um uh um uh, Issa Rae. I would love to work with Issa Rae. Yeah, uh, she's a great filmmaker. Um, mm-hmm. She's doing. Um, then I would also love to work with what's this? Uh, um, um, I might as well go go to the top. Uh, let me see. Uh, um, dang. Um, what is? Oh my God! What is oh boy? Is it um? Is it a is it a, a female? Worst with, huh? Is are is it a female that is it that you can't think of? I might know. Yeah, I might. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, what's your name? Um, Jesus Christ. Um, mm, you know what? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Snoop. Got it. Okay. I'm say Snoop and um. Uh, what's her name? God, I can't think of this woman's name. Um, she's a, she's a sister. She's a filmmaker, and she has dreads. It begins with a D. Ends with a D. Um, she's a filmmaker. Ends she with did, a D. Um, she did these twink. She did a film called Twinkle with Oprah. Are you talking about Ava DuVernay? Ava. Yeah. Ava. <laughs> there we go. There we okay. go. I mean, you know, and and the thing about the thing about me, I want to, you know, I want to work with people who who um who have an impact on our culture in a positive way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's understandable. Yeah. For me, it's it's important. Important. And also, yeah, and also meet people where they are too. You know what I'm saying? Because some artists may not be in that vein but i might work with them and they may be like oh you know actually like you know you want something let's let's do this record that's gonna you know feed some families or help the culture so that's Mm -hmm. the kind of thing that i want to i want to be my superpower to be to be able to like work with artists like the best artists in the world but also create content that we all can eat from share the benefits of as well as create something that benefits the world at large, you know what I'm saying? Because I feel like music is is a music can be weaponized in a way that elevates humanity. You know what I mean? And I yeah. think there's so much music out there, but then there's so much terrible music. You know what I mean? There's a lot of music, but I don't. I just feel like penetrating a culture is something that I definitely want to do. And I'm inspired. You know, I'm inspired by people like Kanye. I love. I love. I love creators. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Sometimes, and, and, and quite honestly, nobody's perfect. You know what I mean? And it's like, we all fuck up. We all do shit that's, you know, that we're like, damn, I shouldn't have said that. Or I should have done that. You know, it's all, we're human. And I don't want to lose sight of that as an artist. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. the pressure of being perfect is, is an illusion because nobody's perfect. Yeah, nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect. So, but with that, with that being said, so every, so basically, I guess what I'm trying to get at, because I, I gave you several names that are kind of contradictory in terms of like content and, and develop and helping humanity. But I do, I do feel like if I can leave with, with love, then in everything that I'm doing, then love, I can only get love back. You know what I mean? And so I just want to like give everybody a chance to be loved. You know what I'm saying? And not judge somebody based off of what their, you know, their political aspirations, their, their personal choices, because, um, you know, everyone's got their, their thing, you know what I mean? And so yeah, I'm not here to judge. I'll let, I let God be do his thing and I'm going to do my thing. You know what I mean? And, and whatever he wants me to do, I'm going to go, but I want to lead with love. So I just, I'm just open to work with anybody, honestly, you know, um, I know there's yeah. some things that I didn't say, but I definitely want to, you know, I want to leave a mark, you know, I don't want to just uh-huh. be another musician, you know what I mean? I want to, you know, make a mark. Yeah. And empower creatives. That's my, that's my goal. That's why I started producing Mondays really is to power creatives because I see the music industry and I see how people get down and that with the woo, people get money. Now they're financial experts, you know what I mean? And then it's like, they're not really giving opportunities to other people. And then they're just like, they're still the ex- financial experts. You know what I mean? Or that, yeah, man, you got to put the work in, but you know, but it's really more than that. It's people got to connect, you know what I'm saying? And like, you know, just how everybody gets to where they are because somebody looked out. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so I just want to really do my part to, to do that for creators because you know, we get taken advantage of, you know. Yeah. So I'm down to my last questions, but I want to get into this one because it is Women's History Month. Um, you worked with some pretty amazing uh, female artists from Alicia Keys, Lauren Hill, Christina Aguilera. Um, how was it being able to work with um, some of the female artists that you've had the chance to, you know, uh, kind of collaborate with and work with? Oh, my God amazing are you kidding me my, one of my good friends mumu fresh you know mumu fresh is yes she's a beast that's <laughs> one of my good friends i love absolutely love working with female artists you know one of my good friends kendra foster you know we have a record that we're working on you know called goldfinger and a butterfly you know I love, absolutely love working with my female artists, you know, mm-hmm. who um, who I end up becoming really good friends with, you know what I mean? Um, you know, Queen Latifah, Lauren Hill, like these are, you know, yeah. people like family to me, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah. But um, yeah, that's, that's what, that's, I hope I answered your question. Yeah, you definitely did. Um, I want to ask you this one though, too, because you're a vet in the game, like you, you, you know music. I want to ask you this. Do you feel like hip hop music is evolving uh, where we are right now with what you hear on the radio when you uh, when you listen? 
if you listen to the radio, because I know some people don't even really listen to the radio, but mm-hmm. if you do, um, where do you think music is like, where do you think music is at right now? Is it evolving any, in any way, hip hop music? I think, I think music, I think music is going to always evolve, but I think, I don't think everyone is going to hear the evolution of music. We, we talk about yeah. radio because, um, I mean, come on. It's called a spade a spade. Niggas a pain to get on the radio. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's all it is. Some of the best music is off the radio. <laughs> huh? Some of the best music is actually not even on the radio. Yeah, you know, people don't hear it. You know what I'm saying? That's why I want to create this TV show because, you know, this TV series will at least give people a new perspective on music. You know what I'm saying? Because the music, I mean, listen, the music game is a vicious game and it's a numbers game. And, and um, you know, people like what they can hear and they also like what they can see. If they can't see and they can't hear, they don't know about it. And so I think music, I'll never say music isn't evolving. Music mm-hmm. is definitely evolving. People yeah. might not like the way it's evolving, but like, if you know, like, if you think about the drum sounds that were in the 90s, it's totally different from the drum sounds now. Even the rhythm is different. The rhythm is always changing in music over mm-hmm. the years. New Jack, you had New Jack Swing, you had like, you know, you got Jay Dilla. So now you have like, oh yeah, <laughs> you know, a cross-pollination of all those things happening right now. So I don't know. I feel like the next wave of music is we haven't even begun gone to see where this shit is about to go i just feel like i just feel like creatively like people are people are being open and especially during the pandemic pandemic shut a lot of people down so people at home working people at home you know what i mean writing so i i i'm excited about music you know i just released a new song called all alone and um you know i started my own record label called mr mr goldfinger music and, um, you know, I'm excited about music and also excited about collaborating. I think the thing that's going to change music is, is these interesting collaborations, is people like getting together and making, you know what I mean? Making mm-hmm. music in a different kind of, connecting in a different way. Um, I, think that's, I think that's going to be the new wave. I, but I'm excited about music. I definitely think hip hop is evolving. You, you know, granted, you got, you know, you got some music, you know, that's not, you know, you know what I mean? That's not so good. I'll just say that. But yeah. I like that shit. You know what I mean? There's something for everybody. You know what I mean? Everybody can't eat steak. Somebody, some people got to eat fish. Some people got to eat tofu. So I don't, I'm, I'm not, I'm not the type to, um, to hate on any particular type of music or hate anyone's form of expression because at the end of the day, like really music is about storytelling. Mm-hmm. Some people's stories are real fucked up. You know what I mean? And then some people, you know, so it's just, it's just, you know, I just feel like it's evolving. I'll just say that. Yeah. All right. So my last question to you um, is because I write for Respect Magazine. I want to ask you this question. Uh, when you see or hear the word respect, uh, what are the first things that come to your mind? Like what is your personal definition of that word? Mm, respect. Um, when I think of the word respect, I think of self-love, discipline, um, 
I think of Aretha Franklin. <laughs> you know, I think of a strong black woman, you know what I mean? And I, I just think that respect is like, you know what I mean? It's self, it's like you when you love yourself. So I when I think of respect, I, I'm you know, especially especially when you also admire someone as well. You know what I mean? Like I admire Wynn Marsalis and I admire Jay-Z. Oh my God. Why didn't I say that? Jay-Z is somebody I want to work with. What am I talking about? <laughs> I should have said that. Yeah. Jay-Z. Oh bad. My bad, Jay. <laughs> yeah. But um, but yeah, you know, I I really I really feel that way, you know what I mean? Um respect mm-hmm. is just just honor, discipline, courage you know, never giving up, mm-hmm. pushing through, you know what I'm saying? But those are the things that make me think about, those are the things I think about when I see the word respect. Got it. So this is how I'm actually going to end it. Uh, I want you to name one song that describes your life at this moment. If you can name one song, uh, it could be a song you've done or collaborated with or anything, just a song in general, which song would it be? Well, in, in what in what regard? Um, like a song that describes your life at this moment. My life at this very moment, Toyland. Yes. <laughs> Toyland. Which what is it? It's called Toyland. Toyland. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Got it. All right. So that's all. Uh, that'll pretty much end our interview, Ray. Um, thank you so much. You dropped a lot of gems in that interview. I really appreciate it. Uh, oh, for you, you. actually you. taking the time out your day to do this interview with respect. And um, yeah, enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you so much again. Thank you. Can't wait to see it. Yep. Thank you.